Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with the Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Monday, November 23. In the last seven days, we had an average of 32,906 new positives per day or minus 1,869 cases per day compared to the previous seven days. The last one was the week in which we have therefore gone from a slowdown in growth to a real decline in the curve of new positives. With regard to hospitalizations, both general and in intensive care, in the last seven days the curve continues to slow down but has not yet started to fall. That will probably, hopefully, happen during the week that starts today. Luckily, with these numbers, the probability of saturation of Italian hospitals begins to move away. Also for deaths due to COVID, that is a slowdown but the curve continues to grow. The data that will arrive tonight will make us overcome around a very sad number, 50,000 deaths due to COVID. To give an idea, to give an idea more or less means that we have lost the entire population of a city like Nettuno in Lazio, the Italian baseball capital that hosts the, the Sicily Rome American Cemetery Memorial, or the entire population of Montesilvano in Abruzzo where Dean Martin had his origins, or the entire population of Sanremo, where every year the Italian music festival is held. The mortality rate for COVID-19 in Italy today has exceeded that in the US. If calculated as deaths per million inhabitants, 815 in Italy against 689 in the United States. Meanwhile, listen to this. In Europe, one person dies because of this damn virus every 17 seconds. Each of my videos lasts, lasts on average about six minutes and a half. And this means that only during this video, this one you're listening and watching, today about 23, 23 people left us in Europe killed by COVID. It's not a war, it's true, but personally I must confess that it's starting to be very, very difficult to be calm when I hear people saying that it's just a flu. Today is not a day like any other in Italy. Today is the 40th anniversary of an event that shocked Italy, the earthquake in Irpinia, an area that stands in part of the Campania and Basilicata regions. It was a devastating earthquake that changed that territory forever. At 7 p.m. on November 23, 1980, the earth kept shaking for 90 very long seconds. The shock was felt in almost all of Italy. In 490 towns, the earthquake caused collapses, damages and serious injuries. The victims of that night of shocks and fear were 2,735, with 8,848 injured and about 394,000 people who lost their homes. It is after that dramatic event that the Italian Civil Protection was born, the Italian version of FEMA, which is today the best European institution and perhaps the best in the world among those involved in intervening in emergencies after natural catastrophic events. The need for an institution such as civil protection arose from the inability for many days to help and provide for the needs of the affected population by the state. But if the state, the Italian state, at those days dramatically failed, Back in those days, there were thousands of people who, from north to south Italy, showed with the great heart of the Italians, seen from all over the world, thanks to the Italian television. For the reconstruction, Italy has spent a total of 32 billion euros. Many of that money has been thrown into corruption, rigged contracts, false expenses, and few, few have really gone to the aid of the citizens of, of Irpinia affected by the earthquake. After 40 years, despite investigations, commissions, 
inquiries, books, and all kinds of studies and research, no one knows exactly how and where all the money was thrown away, and no one hopes is to, to be able to find out and punish the guilty anymore today. The only hope is that such an incredible waste of public money will never happen again, but even on this, I fear that there are few people willing to believe it. Italian government and regions are fighting to decide what will happen in December, which is not a month like any other. That is Christmas, and this means much more than a twelfth of the GDP of the year for the Italian economy. Suffice it to say that for many Italians that is the tredicesima, a sort of thirteenth additional month monthly salary, usually dispersed around December 15, which is often used for Christmas gifts and end-of-year travel and celebrations. Here, an eventual derogation to travel between regions at Christmas could affect more than 10 million Italians, one-sixth of the entire population, who last year went on a trip during the end-of-year festivities to reach relatives, friends, or take vacations. It is an opportunity for tourism with an estimated expenditure of 4.1 billion euros in facilities engaged in accommodation, food, transport, shopping, and souvenirs. To worry are also the limitations to dinners and lunches that put at risk the 5 billion euros that were spent last year by Italians at home and outside, just to set the traditional meetings at the table at the end of the year parties composed on average of nine people. The reduction in the number of people, it seems that we will be allowed of having celebration uh, with no more than six family people. The reduction in this number of people who will be able to participate in lunches and dinners of this period is in fact destined to cause a cut in consumption of the 7 million kilos of Pandora and Panettone, 74 million bottles of sparkling wine, tons of pasta, 6 million kilos of Coteguini and Zamponi and dried fruit, bread, meat, cold cuts, cheese and sweets tasted from the tables last year only between Christmas lunch and Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve dinners in Italy. Collapse of expenses at the end of the year at the table and under the Christmas tree will further worsen the food consumption of Italians who in the whole 2020 will mark a 12% collapse with a dry loss of 30 billion euros. And while all this is happening, I don't know why, but the government is thinking of making the definition of Italian sounding disappear as a false evocation of made in Italy and of removing aid to consortia engaged in the defense of Italian products in foreign markets. In 2020, Italian sounding reached a figure of 100 billion euros. This is the money earned by those who produce products abroad by passing them off as made in Italy, sometimes with the Italian flag and the name reminiscent of real Italian products, and it is a huge amount that is taken away from Italian companies every year. Italian food is mainly tainted by emerging or richer countries from China to Australia, from South America to the United States. According to the Association of Italian Agricultural Producers, in the US, more than 90% of cheeses sold as Italians are fake. Despite the name explicitly recalls the most famous Italian cheese specialties, from mozzarella to ricotta, from provolone to asiago, from pecorino romano to grano padano and gorgonzola. So please buy Italian food, real Italian food. A study by a research institute in Milan seems to show that COVID-19 was already present in Italy in the summer of last year. Serological testing of the blood samples of almost a thousand people, all asymptomatic, who had participated in screening for lung cancer between September 2019 and March 2020, 
revealed that 11.6% of these people had coronavirus antibodies, of which 14% were already there in September. However, there are two aspects to consider. The first is that the serological test still produces false positives, and it has been proven that a proportion of people develop antibodies against COVID-19 after being infected with a simple cold coronavirus. Also for this reason, many of the Italian experts observed that the study this study with caution, because it is, if it were correct, it would not explain why the outbreaks broke out only in February of this year. A nursing home in the northern Italy Veneto region has created a stanza degli abbracci, or hug room, to allow its elderly residents to hug their loved ones without, without risk of COVID-19 contagion. They installed a special anti-contagion anti curtain made of soft transparent plastic, making an embrace possible during a difficult and often lonely time. Management at the facility say that physical contact with family members helps its residents enjoy greater mental and emotional well-being, which in turn helps them to cope with the situation way better. Relatives are admitted to the isolated room after undergoing strict health and safety protocols before being allowed to make physical contact over the see-through curtain and talk face-to-face -face with their elderly loved ones. It is an emotional experience, particularly for the residents, some of whom had not seen their family in months. Now, please stay safe and stay healthy. Uh, I, I will not stop saying that. Uh, my name is Umberto Mucci. This was We Italian News. I'll see you next Wednesday. Please share these videos and share with everyone you know. Please uh, help us uh, uh, spread these this, this videos all over the web. I'll see you next Wednesday. This was with Italian News. Ciao from Rome.